Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. We are back. Yes, we had an episode planned last week. Yes, y'all know what already happened. Uh, So anyway, we have so much to cover, especially what's going on at CBS with the Sharon Osbourne thing, and we're going to talk about Days of Our Lives a little bit and everything in between. But before we get to it all, let's say hello to our co-host, Tiggs. How are you? I'm great, Casey. How are you? I'm doing well. Rodrigo, how are you doing? How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing quite good. <laughs> and then, Alan, speak up this week. How you doing, baby? I'm chilling, hating old people. <laughs> That's you what know I'm me. <laughs> good to see you again, Suzanne Rogers. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, um, when we originally recorded about 15 minutes of an episode last week, we all, you know, gave our opinions on what was going down at the talk. Um, And of course, it seems every hour there's a new piece of info release. Well, the latest one is that the Daily Mail is reporting that a source close to Sharon Osbourne has told them that she will demand tens of millions to leave the talk as a co-host if it comes down to that. So, Tiggs, why don't we start with you? Briefly give your thoughts on what happened since our listeners never got to hear the 15 minutes of that episode. And then what do you think of this new development in the talk saga? Well, I mean, if you haven't been under a rock, you would know that Sharon Osbourne put her foot in her mouth defending Piers Morgan's bitch ass because he had his racist comments about Meghan Markle because she curved his married ass years ago. And she defended him and using figure of speech as a reason for his bullshit. And then, you know, her co-host, Cheryl Underwood, tried to not confront her, but just, you know, give her a chance to explain herself. And Sharon turned it into an ambush when it wasn't offending Cheryl and every other Black person that had heard about it or watched that episode, telling her, demanding that she doesn't cry while talking about racism and feeling like she was attacked and nobody said anything to her. You're a talk show host. You knew people were going to be talking about this. The show was called The Talk, Motherfucker. Um, now CBS is scrambling, trying to Basically, CBS trying to gather enough legitimate dirt to fire her ass. And now she's demanding all this money like she's Barbara fucking Walters to leave this already sinking shit. I mean, this is the most pressed to talk and got in the whole time it's been on the damn air. And now I'm starting to understand. Now, you can see why Eve left. You can see why Aisha Tyler left. You can see why goddamn Marie Osmond left. You can see why Sarah Gilbert left. She's a goddamn executive producer. Like, you know, it. all of these changes and, and who comes out smelling like a rose and is still there, stinking up the place, Sharon Osbourne. So CBS is just going to either pay her, not what she wants, but pay her enough to leave, go quietly, or the show is just going to get canceled because she's not keeping her job after this. She's not. Either they're going to cancel the show 
and she gonna get fired and we gonna get the gong show hosted by Connie Selica and Tim <laughs> Reed in the fall or something like that. Hmm. And, so we'll you know, it happens. is worth noting, you know, Tiggs, you bring up what's happened to the talk through the years. Um, it is worth noting that ratings are down by 55% from the previous season. Um, it is the lowest rated daytime show on the big three networks. Um, even Days of Our Lives beats it. Um, Days has, I believe it's 300,000 more viewers than the talk when you put their season averages um, in there. Um, now, Alan, of course, in the time that we uh, recorded the episode that didn't air in this episode now, Sharon also gave an interview to Entertainment Tonight with Kevin Frazier. And one thing that she said in there was that she was set up with the situation on that episode. So what do you think of that? And then what are also your thoughts briefly on the situation as a whole? Bullshit. And she defended Pierce Morgan. She expected to be asked about that. That's fucking stupid to say, oh, I set up. No, you weren't, bitch. But anyway, on to the whole world situation. According to Yashir Ali, she had allegedly called on Julie Chen, Wonton, Sarah Gil- Gilbert, Pussy Liquor, liquor and allegedly called on Holly, Holly Robertson and Lay Remedy in 2012, ghetto. I think they just evidence to fire her ass. If they don't, they just cancel the show because no one's watching it. It's cheaper just to cancel the show than give her all this money she's asking for. They can just give whatever C-list celebrity out there that wants a talk show a talk show. You know, Patrick Harris or Charo or someone like that. You've been advocating for Charo since day one on this damn show. <laughs> yeah, Charo show. You're going to get Charo a job, I swear. <laughs> uh, the role of Dr. Casey Reed is now being played by Charo. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Rodrigo, what do you make of this whole situation? I mean, it's quite insane, but what are your thoughts on it? Well, in the words of RuPaul... Bring back my soaps. That's all I can think about. Because, like, bring my soaps back. You would save so much money if you cancel this stupid-ass talk and bring back my soap. It wouldn't have to be guys like as well. Bring back a new soap or something. Like, all these programs, like I keep saying, these streaming services, they keep finding ways to come up with original programming on the back of soap operas because like they just take what they know from soaps and they turn into a primetime series or a streaming series hit. Just bring back a soap. Like Sharon Osborne is not worth whatever they're gonna try to pay her. I know Sharon Osborne and people forget she was a cutthroat music manager back in the day. So she knows how to negotiate. She knows how to get that money and get what she wants. And that's what she's doing right now. This unseasoned bird is like, she is taking advantage of the situation in order to make a quick payday for herself. You wanna fire her? That's why they keep having this, they keep delaying, putting the show on a hiatus to investigate because they they just negotiate with this bitch. And I just like, I don't like 
seen or have the upper hand in this. So at the end of the day, they will pay her her money. I know CBS, they rather this go away than lose a lose out on uh, on the show. They want to keep this talk going. It's cheaper to, to produce. Um, so that's what they're doing. Like they're playing their they're playing their cards right. But I wouldn't pay that bitch shit. Like, but at the end of the day, she knows how to negotiate. She's very cutthroat. She knows what she's doing, and she will get a payday out of this. As that sounds, and the CBS will go forward and move on. But if it were up to me, I would cancel the talk. Don't bring back no Charo-produced talk show. I don't want to see any more motherfucking talk shows. I don't want to see that shit. I want to see a new soap opera on daytime. Like, I am sick and tired. It's been almost 10 years since you canceled your last soap opera. And there has not been none one, except for those streaming ones, like The Bay and um, Crystal Chappelle's shows. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's, it's yeah. like it doesn't make any sense. Like these sh- streaming services come up with a new show every fucking day. There's a show for everybody. There's a show for everyone except soap operas. But you have these other shows that emulate a soap opera, take elements of a soap opera, and they're able to create a, sh- a show out of it. But you can't do a new daytime show. Of all the out of work daytime actors we have out there, you think they would be creating something, but. It is what it is. Well, and all you need is to create a new daytime show. Look, free self promo here. If you hate earned my show yet, go to FAABseries.com forever and a day. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, you know, on my show in particular, um, you know, we decided to take a soap back to its roots in an audio format. And we have all passel and newbies that have a few credits to their names. Um, and then we have like Beth Ellers and like Frank DeCoplis. So, and we've been able to like feature Janelle Allen and John Driscoll. So, I mean, you know, you can do a new soap on the cheap with the passel of newbies. You get like two or three daytime actors we all know and love to anchor the damn thing and to sell it. And there you go. Um, now, as for this situation on the talk, my thought is, is by doing that interview, Sharon Osbourne put the final nail in her career coffin. Because by saying she was set up, you've now created a further case for why your employer should fire you. Because your accusations are baseless against the network you work for. So that right there, in my opinion, would kind of be like an easy out for CBS to not pay you shit. Because you Kelly, said just, that they set you up. And they have years of her season about her having a toxic work environment on the show, calling Julie Chen wonton. She shouldn't get shit from Lamb at all. Exactly. And, you well, know, but, but the, at the same time, they allowed it that the producers, they allowed it for all those years. They knew that were, there were things going on. Um, so they have to take accountability as well because you you perpetuated that whole shit behind the scenes and you didn't do anything until it became an issue. And there's eight years of receipts, almost nine years of receipts of Sharon's behavior and they did nothing. They let other people leave. Aisha Tyler, Holly Robinson-Pete, 
Leah Remini. I mean, they let all these good people go. Eve, all of them. Well, now look because, who you're left with. Yes. You're left look, with look. the lowest rated show in daytime. I mean... <laughs> and, it, and it's never been a... Com- it's never been a, a compelling soap. I mean, soap. Show. It's <laughs> never been... It, yeah, it's never been as good because it's been a decade and people still look and be like, I ain't got Barbara Wine for this shit. No. <laughs> like, no. Hell, Colleen the only time it worked, pissed off. And I am too. The only time it worked was when Angelica McDaniel made a do what it do over there and said, okay, your guys' ratings is shit. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to do Dare's Week and you, once a month twice a month you're going to interview some soap stars from the past and the present there you go i mean the talk kind of became yes it was great to see all those soap interviews and all that soap press and all you know the soap reunion show where they celebrated cbs 30 years at being number one in daytime but the talk kind of became the dumping ground for soap interviews because it was the only thing getting them ratings which should prove something to the network one would think but they continue with this and you know mm-hmm. Rodrigo I'm totally with you it doesn't have to be as the world turns it doesn't have to be guiding light even though it should be one of those two but it doesn't have to be I think the talk should just be canceled and a new soap should be put on the air because let me tell you it would be so easy to do a soap in 2021 from scratch it ain't hard it's not hard at all but they all get scared all they just keep 50 million dollars you motherfuckers know damn well it don't cost 50 million dollars no more to produce no fucking soap all you need is all you need is probably a rough 15 20 million produce the shit down in fucking georgia call jamie giddens all you need to do is call jamie giddens (laughs) <laughs> the networks have their own streaming platform too. Like, yeah, CBS is now Paramount Plus. You can do an original Paramount Plus soap opera. You know what I mean? Like, and just stream it from there, and then you put it on the network here and there. Like, we're not asking. We're not asking much. We're not asking much. You you kept doing these talk shows for ten years and not working. Talk shows are not the way they used to be back in the day. Like when I see a talk show today. It does not interest me at all. Like I'm no. not. I come from the from the old school Ricky Lake, Maury, Montel days, Jenny Jones, and what I see today is not that. It, like none of these talk shows hold my interest at all. I'm like Tamara Hall. I'm sure you are. You are a lovely person, but I do not watch your show. The View. I watch your show on Twitter because you get good moments. The talk. The only I, one who's cutting it in my opinion, is Kelly Clarkson. She's the only one who's cutting it as a talk show host. Yeah, she's she's yeah. doing her thing. Kelly's like, Yeah, she came in at the perfect time. That's because Ellen's on her motherfucking way out. <laughs> not, Kelly's a nice white lady of daytime. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Taryn Hall, I like Taryn Hall, but I'm like, Rodrigo, nothing really compels me to watch her show. Taryn Hall, her talk show needs to be a modern day Oprah or Montel. She needs to be talking to motherfuckers with split personalities. She needs to be talking <laughs> to motherfuckers that they killed their kids. Yeah. She needs to be talking to motherfuckers that had about seven husbands in three months. Talk to, you to be talking to people. There are so many crazy, we see it now with these fucking reality shows. 
Like you see all of this crazy shit in the news. Talk to these people. Make people to watch your show. That's what Oprah and Donahue would have done. Oprah and Donahue would have done the Menendez Brothers special live. Let's talk about it. Talk about it. Get you experts. You got some. Come on, now. It's not. It's not hard. Nobody. It's not really hard. Sherry Pie from Drag Race. Nobody wants to hear from. No. I want to hear some real shit. Like if I saw a commercial Tamara Hall and she was just like, this man faked his death 20 years ago and now he has 19 children and four different families and now his wives talk or some shit like that. I don't know anything. Maybe even John's husband faked his own death so you can talk to him. There you go. Perfect. Look, Alan booking guests for our show and Tamron Hall now. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see what happens. The talk was supposed to come back, of course, last week, but the hiatus is, it looks like it's extended indefinitely until this whole thing um, gets straightened out. But I mean, what a mess. Like, what a mess that you have you know, nothing to throw at this show that can work. And you've got Sharon Osbourne, like what CBS needs to do is actually rein her in and say, no, you can't talk on this situation anymore. Not when we have an ongoing investigation. Like that's the whole messy part about it. If they, in my opinion, I think that if CBS really cared about this investigation, they would say, no, you cannot go do your white privilege interview with Kevin Frazier on entertainment tonight. You cannot well, go. Well, the case for a firing, so they're probably thrilled she's doing it. So, so they don't have to pay her all that money she's asking for. They're easy out. <laughs> um, anyway, let's go uh, to the young and the restless now. Uh, so the young and the restless has finally cast the role of Moses Winters. Uh, the role will be played by Jacob Aaron Gaines, who will begin airing on April uh, the 1st. So Rodrigo, Moses is finally coming to town. What do you think? Eh, okay. Moses is coming to town. So what? I mean, like every time you know, wrestlers, you know, I give them points. I, there's more black people on the canvas now that they've had in years, but they still don't have nothing to do. The storylines are still boring. Nothing is exciting. Uh, so I'm curious to see why Moses is being brought in. Is he going to be paired with Faith? Is he going to... Then there's nothing else for him to do but like have Lily and Devon just babysit him because unfortunately his dad has passed and they are not going to bring back Sophia. So um, okay. But I'm glad they didn't... (laughs) I'm glad they didn't forget that, you know, there is a, another Winters out there and they want to bring that kid to the camp canvas. But I'm just like, what will be his purpose? Like, I would like to see Moses come back as uh, 
maybe a little scheming and like maybe um he is bitter about his brother and sister getting all the attention from his dad that he never got and and or he wants to make a play for the winter's fortune i don't know i don't know what they're going to do with moses now but cool but under the hands of josh griffith uh, i don't see it going anywhere but we'll see um additionally jacob has had a uh, interview with soap opera digest where he said i'm honored to be playing neil's son and to show why and our fans a little piece of him I'm thrilled to be able to do that. Christoph's story hit me pretty hard, and I'm sure I won't understand the true gravity of it until I'm further into playing Moses. For now, it's a huge privilege for me. So, Alan, what do you think about Moses coming to Genoa City all grown up? It's nice, but they have a plan. Because remember what happened with Lauren Lott? They trotted out Aunt Anna as basically the replacement for Hillary. Then they're like, no, we don't have any plans. Sorry for you. Bye, bitch. And they fired her. She was so talented and gorgeous. So I'm wondering, do they actually have a plan for Moses? For Moses, or is this going to be another? Oh, we hired this person six months later. Bye, bitch. Situation. Because I'm tired of it. I'm just too tired of it. Is Moses going to have a personality? Is Moses going to have a story? Or are you just going to be talked to? But there's a very real chance of that happening. And it's it's so gross. I'm tired of them treating black characters like C characters. Yeah, me too, because it's a real issue for this show, especially given, you know, the history of the Winters family um, and given that, you know, the acting pool there is so great with anybody connected to that family. And you know, it all comes down to the long story. You know, that's what daytime is, long story. And if you don't have long story to serve your actors well, which The Young and the Restless clearly doesn't with the winter set, then, you know, what's the point? You know, like, what are you filling five hours of TV with um, a week? And so they really need to think about that when it comes to this character, because this character really needs to pop off the screen it really needs to go somewhere he needs to be with faith he needs to be messy they need to tear up that town together and we need to see him interacting with lily we need to see him interacting with nate and all them and it's really especially the family you know so we're bringing him on he airs in april that's close to where you know the summer months are to where teens usually get tapered off into their own fun stories so they need to have that. Um, now, Tiggs, let's go to you. What do you think of Moses coming back to town and what do you hope for the character? I'm, I'm all for it. I, ugh, Lord, forgive me. Nobody cast me thorns on me. I I can't stand that name. I don't know why they named that baby Moses. My God. Um, but I, I'm glad he's coming back. He's Neil's son. Anybody with the last name Winters is fine with me. Somebody carry the name. Yes, I want him with faith. He belongs to faith. If you're the only person in town, his age, shit. Um, they do need to have a plan for him. Like they've been talking about him for the longest. Like he's interested in becoming a doctor. So he wants to come to town and shadow Nate. And I'm like, uh, 
I guess that's fine. I kind of want him just going to bed just like his daddy, but I guess. Yeah, I see, I don't like the whole doctor thing. Yeah, I'm no, like, away no, because, no. I mean, yes, because Ugh. Nate's been back for three years. Yes, he's a doctor like his mother, but where the fuck is Olivia? Tanya Williams ain't still busy, damn it. Wish he don't even speak Olivia's name. You wouldn't know shit if you just started watching. Who the hell is Nate's mother? Did she die? Did she disappear in the thin air? Is she on? Is she in space? Where is she? So I, I mean, I, I'm just like, okay, uh, all right. Um, yeah, we ain't had this many Negroes on here since 1996, so we'll see what happens. But they, like I said, they need to do something with them. Like Amanda's biological mother and her biological sister are so they're, they're very interesting characters. I'm even interested by the little black girl that worked at the Grand Phoenix that be walking around. I want to know her damn name. Because she just be sashaying her ass around that set. I said, what's her name? Is it Tisha? Phyllis, talk to her real quick. That's why, like, you know, but they barely got anything for the white folks to do. We get repetitive ass scenes over and over and over again. So we all know what's going to happen. Josh Griffith is going to start writing his ass off as soon as he get that pink slip. They always do. They write the, they write the work of their careers and they get fired. So that'll be what? September. I know, and watch, most will be, that will be the best month of Y&R in 10 years, and <laughs> then Josh will be out. I will say, though, what's interesting to me is, you know, that Susan Banks um, woman just got hired as the script writer there, and God, it seems like she's writing the script every damn day, because, you know, I've, um, I like to binge Y&R, and, you know, the last writer's name who fades into the show is the one who wrote the script that day. And she's writing a ton of scripts lately. And so I'm like, are they trying to like cut costs because she's cheaper maybe since she's newer to the team? Or is there something going on there to where she might be taking over? So I don't know. I I mean, I would like to see that. I know everybody else would too if the two Susans were writing the show together. Well, so it would be unusual for a script writer to go to head writer low. That would be a big jump. Well, I mean, but, you know, Mal went from associate producer, which is like, yeah, not the bottom yeah. of the barrel, but pretty darn close to it. To we yeah, that's that's the the pattern yeah, of hiring, replacing, firing someone. That's what they do. Yeah, that's their MO. Because, yeah, they did it. That's why I was know? worried for him. Yeah. I was worried for Tony Marino when I saw Vivian Gundaker's name the first time because I was like, well, damn, she's got a 30 plus year resume and she's associate producer. Um, but I don't know. So we'll see. But I mean, you know, Wynar, to their credit, though, I will say they've got this thing where they just don't hand you it right away. You know what I mean? Like they bring you in. Yeah, they're sneaky about it, but you're in a low, you're going to learn that show for like eight months until they, yeah, I mean, they, wings. they did the same thing. I mean, Josh Griffin knew what to do and they brought his ass in what, a few months before they fired Mal Young. So, mm-hmm. you know. I just want to see a female writing soap operas again because yeah. all four soaps are run by men. All of them. And I've not, like, that's the thing, that's the first time I've ever seen that in soap opera genre in forever that all the, all the shows are run by men. So it'd be a great, good, great energy to like, Get a new female head writer, 
be even better if they were African-American writer, head writer. Uh, so if Susan Banks and Dansby were going to take over Young and the Restless, first of all, that would be historical. Uh, second of all, the show needs new blood because I am bored out of my fucking mind watching this show. I, I just can't. I personally cannot get through one single episode of The Young and the Restless. I can't I put it on. I try to go the whole distance. And then I just lose interest within 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, I cannot do this. I find myself the- most days like splitting the episodes into two different days. No, like, that's I'll watch not 17 good. minutes yeah. Monday. Like, I, I, yeah, that's kind of how I am like. Because it's like after you watch GH and even days, then you get to wine on, you're just like, oh, uh, see, then I was watching days. But then I before. think, and I'm just like, you know what? I will watch a fucking week of wine on before I watch one goddamn episode of Bold. So, oh, well, honey, so, we so, don't include so, Bold. No, we right now. Bill Bill need his ass. Whooped. But with days of our lives, you know, I was <laughs> watching, um, I was watching days before we got on here and. I didn't move. I wasn't doing anything else. I was sitting there. I was watching Days because even with its problems, you know, Days is still a soap. And like Days is the most entertaining, in my opinion. And so, I mean, there's something to keep me tuned into that show. But why not? There's nothing. There's nothing. You can watch GH. As much as you might not like some of the stories on GH, you're watching it which, from which the beginning story, to the end. Yes, there's a story going on at least. You're not bored. Same with days. You know, they got a little clunky. Now they're back to like getting back to where they need to be. They're doing but well. Still, yeah. But still, even the storylines you may not like or don't want to, you not necessarily agree with, you're still watching Days of Our Lives. I turn on the owner restless. It's nothing but talking. It's slow scenes. There's still social distancing on that show, and I'm just like, like, like. But it, at least it's not bold. It's painfully obvious. Like, but with one art, it's not too bad. But bold is painfully obvious. I'm just like, oh my god. But with bold, though, you know, I don't even care with bold anymore because that's always what it's been for like the last ten years. So I mean, you'll get like six months of really good stuff if Brad took, you know, had an enema three months if he didn't, but that's okay. Uh, but, you know, most of the time it's just bad. And so I'm like, oh, Bold and Beautiful for me kind of gets tossed to the wayside. And then if they say like, oh, Hunter Tylo's coming back for three episodes or, oh, you know, Brooke pushed uh, Thomas off a cliff, then I'll tune in. You know what I mean? Like Bold is just that soap that's just there and if i tune in then you know sure but if i don't then oh to the well the last time like, bold was amazing was 2015 let's be honest yeah so with my, uh, yeah. yeah and katie taking over spencer publication yeah like when it was consistent for like a whole year of like good story like yeah you had the avons like katie you had too. yeah brad is just doing this shit to keep a paycheck rolling in for the fans because it's just, exactly. and it's like, and my whole thing is, just let Michelle Valjean write the fucking show and just cut the checks, please. Like, you write the show like you don't fucking care anymore. Brad, Brad, you don't, we don't, you know you don't want to watch, you don't, you don't, you know you don't want to write 
this show no more. It's show. You don't want to write this show no more. Like, give up that head writing title. Give it up. Give it up. You can still you can still run the show. Be the producer. I don't give That's a fuck. That's what his father did. Stop writing this show. You are you 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 you've run out of shit to, to say. You like your shit is repetitive. You don't have any. Brad doesn't have any more mic drop moments anymore. Like, where are the mic drops that like you used to do? And like, you just got the show back on track. The show, since they got back from COVID, is the most unwatchable shit I ever watched in my life. It's like, it is. Nothing is going on. Like, even when, even when something is going on, it's nothing's going on really. Cause you're like, okay. No. It's the same all. shit you already played out 10 years ago. The same Steffi Liam Hope shit. The same. Uh, Bill and now Bill and Katie becoming repetitive. Like, okay, how many times Bill and Katie got break up, and then we don't see them for like a whole year, and then they and came back, the, they're back, and then they're supposed to get back together. Where even the acting, even the acting is becoming painful to watch nowadays. Oh yeah, no, no, no Ooh. one's trying. No, no one's trying. No. No, no, that young except, man, that young man that plays Finn, he pretty to look at, but shit, oh, he cannot. Lord act. Christ, he can't. Act. He can't. And look at the guy who plays Vinny. Oh lord. Oh, that was. Oh, Rodriguez's husband. Yeah, he sucks. Oh, he, I've seen better actors oh. in pornos. I he heard, look, he heard look, 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 better <laughs> acting than that guy. Alan, you made me think. Alan, you made me. Alan, you made me think of Ashley Maitland Baxter, Maitland Ward. <laughs> when you bring up Port and B and B in the same sentence. Wait, uh, who, who, who's husband? Who's husband? Gina Rodriguez's husband, Jane Virgin. Uh, oh, Gina Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I didn't even know she was married. Okay, who? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's not a good actor. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't know. I didn't even know. But he's bad. That whole punching <laughs> scene with him and Thomas and Finn, that was, oh my God. That was soup. If the soup were still on the air, that would have been the on only the person, the only person who is worth watching on that show. And, you know, when I say something like this, I leave the vets out because, come on, Catherine Kelly Lang, that's always going to be the house she built. Oh, to the well, whatever. You know what I mean? Like when I talk about something like this, I don't include the vet because they do their job. They know how to. But the only person who is worth watching on that show is Annika Noel. And that is it. She's the only one trying. Scott Clifton is totally tuned out. He's on full channel. He's so checked out. Thinking about pizza. I I used to have a lot of respect for Scott Clifton, but I'm losing it every episode I watch of that damn show. Jackie Wood is like, I want to be home with my baby. I just <laughs> no, Jackie. She she puts in her little worry. That that oh, five it, minute, it, that, that little five so? minute drugstore, that little five minute drugstore line she did last year. At least she put her foot in that, and she was least trying. Like the rest of the cast, they could give a shit. They going they just did a collective paycheck. My poor Catherine Kelly Lang. Still, I go back to old belief storylines and old mm-hmm. clips so I can just take a look at what Brooke Logan's supposed to be like, what she is. She is a fucking scientist. She has a chemistry degree. And you would have think, the reviewers would think she was a big ass airhead that don't know shit. And it's like, no, Brooke Logan is a smart character. She is, she was smart. She should be leading the show. She should be the new Stephanie of this show where she's just thumbing her nose at Stephanie. And like, they should be going back and forth with each other the way that Stephanie and Brooke did. Like, yeah, or, you know, Brad, or, you, or you cast 
or you cast an RJ that doesn't look like he voted for Trump and, 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 and get some little girl in there that's even more trifling than Amber Moore ever was. Yes, you start and have that back up. With that little girl. Brooke that's Logan you was, you know, always supposed to be Jill Foster light. You know what I mean? Like, let's face it. When Bill created Bold, he ripped off the Jill and Catherine formula for Stephanie and Brooke. And, you know, they gave us so much fire for years with that feud. And, you know, even Brad did. Remember when Brad used to write a soap opera? Remember when Brooke was pregnant with Deacon's child while he was married to Bridget? And Stephanie outed her being pregnant at a press conference when nobody knew. And I mean, you know, Brad, I know he used to write a soap opera, but honey, I get it. After 25 years of being the head writer, you're burnt out. I get it. He's been burned out for the last decade. That, that's why Susie Plannery and Ron Moss left in the first goddamn place. Exactly. It, it, it started becoming shit 10 years ago. Because they were tired of the show being written around the newbies, you know, and not being integrated. You, I'm just going to say it. Even with network notes, even with fan wars on Twitter, it is not hard to write a soap opera. Nope. It's just not. Because, you know, Bill Bell famously you know, would have lunch with a network executive once a month. And they would say, well, Bill, your show is being watched by 9 million people. We don't need to give you any notes. Have a great day. You know, maybe Don Diamant could take his shirt off a little bit more. Okay, have a great day, Larry Slavitovich and Sally Know-It-All. And there you go. I mean, as long as you're actually writing a soap opera... <laughs> there will be no issues. <laughs> and even even with the network notes, Brad's still doing whatever the hell he want to do. That shit exactly. Is we know that Brad runs that show. Yeah. So it's like, you can obviously do whatever the hell you want over there. Mm -hmm. And then, no, and out of all the four soaps, Bold is the most offensive when it comes to their black hair. Because Brad <sighs> literally is just like, CBS got this whole diversity <sighs> thing, so here, damn it. It, it, it's just like this light skinned ass Zenday, with these two little girls. Ooh, girl. Brad is kind of like his father in that sense. You know, yeah, Bill Bell gave us, you know, the great Drusilla Neil Malcolm triangle and um, all that stuff. But, you know, Drew couldn't read, Malcolm couldn't read. And <laughs> so, I mean, Brad does kind of. Uh, I think Nathan couldn't but, read either. Yeah, yeah but, but my. No, he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, my whole thing is still God. just like the black folks are just just there. Like, okay, they here. So, they yeah, yeah. Here's the quota. This is what y'all want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We'll let, you know, we'll let them be the lawyers and, you know, we'll let uh, Paris Diamond hang out with Hope and design a dress. And, and Howard can marry everyone every three months. And, yeah. and, and, that, and that's not realistic. Like we always say, this show no. turned 34 fucking years old today. And they are in Los Angeles, California. Where are the dating options are non-existent. Ain't nobody gay. And like, you mean to tell me, and I I guess people have, I'm pretty sure people have some type of problem with it, the woke police. But instead of being a photographer and designing shoes and shit, why, had, why didn't Zenday 
or why didn't Maya try to bring an urban apparel line to force? Rappers love fucking designer clothes. You could have brought back Usher. That would have been that, adorable. That, yeah. That, 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 that could have been like, yeah, he could have been wanting to collaborate or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or he can, well, shit, Usher's 42. He can have a kid or something like that. Like, or, you, you have. Know rappers are big. Brad got you the money have, to pay for a Cardi B or a Meg Thee Stallion or a Sweetie to do a cameo to be a model. And, hello, and, and, you've, and got, to have a line. you've got Fashion Nova yes. on Instagram outselling some of the biggest fashion houses today. Like people are going to Instagram to buy their clothes. You've got Fashion Nova posting a picture of Camila Banis wearing that jumpsuit from last year. And they were like, like, look at the hourglass hitting us up. I'm like, I was like, let's get with the program. Like Ridge is still sketching on a sketch pad. I'm like, fuck that. Ridge is still sketching too. Come on. He would have a fucking iPad with a stylus, damn it. At least. When they tried they're you know, not I modern loved... enough. The show is not modern yeah, enough. At all. No, not no, at all. Because they think all the 25-year-olds still want to get married. They think fashion houses are still ran like it's 1989. Brad Bell like... needs to watch younger. I mean, my God, even Sex in the City, a 2002 rerun of Sex in the City is more modern than the bold and the beautiful. I mean, you well, have we right talking about wanting to make it like one tree hill. Oh, so that's God. why we got Liam in it. Oh. Hope and Stephanie and fighting like, Liam's no. dick for every. And you know what year. Hope would do if Liam was cheating on her with stank ass Steffi once again? You know what Hope would do? She would go say, Well, Liam, I don't need you because I've made so much money in my own right. I have my own line. Hope could have anybody she wants. And you telling me she wants Liam? Seriously. Dude, that's my whole thing. To me, to mm. help the Lope. In 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 the in the lefty fans, he doesn't deserve neither one of them. How are either one of y'all still fans of either pairing? He don't deserve neither one of them. I'm not. So like, all he does is cheat on him and knock him up now. So I'm just like, there there's not one couple on that show to root for. Because even when it comes to Finn and Steffi, yeah, he pretty look at, but he can't act, and we already know she gonna it's fuck not- him again eventually. It's so not like how Taylor Ridge and Brooke used to be written. No. I, I was always more for Taylor and Ridge. Me too. Um, but <laughs> I also understood where Brooke was coming from. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could be a fan of Brooke and Ridge sometimes, but, uh, but always keep it loyal to Taylor. Right, they, they yes. Let, they let, right. They let Brooke be married to other people that last name wasn't for. Shit, I loved even when Brooke was with Ridge's father. I loved Brooke and Eric together. And so, I mean, and, you know, Taylor would be presumed dead every summer and, you know, go yeah, off to foreign lands with Prince Omar. Prince Omar. Or she would take, <laughs> Shout out or she take, Omar. or she take, or she take in James Virginity or she, um, <laughs> I love like, this show. Taylor so with Thorn. Taylor, she was a little, she was a little hussy herself. She was sleeping with 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 brother Thorn, and she dated Eric at one point. So she went through the four with the family, her damn self. But but, but see, where she was, she wasn't supposed to. She wasn't but, supposed to be like yeah, that. Was supposed to be Brooklyn. Because 
that's when that's when Brad, that's when the Ookie Bookie started. Right. With her her fucking Stephen Logan and her fucking Rick and all that. That was the point. The point was she was the antithesis of Brooke, and then they turned her into Brooke. That that was never supposed to be like that. No, she was that, supposed that was to be. Point. She was have always supposed to be jealous of how Brooke could be so sexually driven, but also be angry about it. Like, you know, when Stephanie, there was a great scene somebody had tweeted out um, not too long ago from Bull. I think it was like in 1996. I know we all saw it. And it was when Stephanie said to Brooke, you drive great people to do horrible, oh, ugly things. That was belief. That was belief. That was yeah, belief that was when line. she revealed she was going to take 51. Take over the years. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, that, oh. and that's and, what Brooke was supposed to be. But meanwhile, you had Taylor and Stephanie scheming. And that was the show for 20 amazing years. And because I don't know what you it have, is. You, you have people, grandmamas arguing like, you know, you have the ones where... Oh, that little mealy mouth Taylor Hayes. Don't nobody want that. My grandma hated Taylor. You know, stuff like that. And you don't have that anymore. It's just Brad you don't have a caricature of a soap opera. There's no Steffi um, Hope debate. Because they both want them not to be with Liam. That's not how a triangle... That's when you know the triangle is not working. When you want the female parents not to be with the man they're fighting over. At this point, seriously, I love Scott Clifton, but damn it, at this point, the only way to go will be to kill Liam off. I thought you were doing a column next month about how to fix Liam. Killing me off is is on the list because I think I will kill Liam off. If you kill the mob, you would that that would reset the whole that would reset the entire show. show And you know what? I would get one of them. I would get because okay, so I haven't watched Bold in a bit, so. Finn and Stephanie, Stephanie, Steffi are engaged now, correct? Yes. Okay. So here's what you do. You kill Liam off. You write Steffi and Finn out for like six months. Let it rest. Just, I got to be honest, have only either Hope on the canvas or Steffi on the canvas for a bit to really let us breathe. And then you can have one of them make a grand re-entrance to the show after about six months. And I only say that not to hate on any of those actors because I love them dearly, but the characters, one of them needs to be rested after Liam is permanently rested (laughs) to really reset the show, to really fling them into other people's orbit because this isn't working anymore. I have not cared about the whole Steffi Liam Hope thing since Hope was going to have that wedding in Italy. You know, the one where Deacon showed up. That's the last time I cared about this. And that was 2012, I believe. Yeah, that like... And people now want Hope of Thomas who killed a woman to try to get Hope's pussy. That's how bad Liam is. People would rather her hope be a murderer than him. That's how that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still not on that train. They have chemistry, but I hate what they did to my Thomas. You don't do that to legacy characters. And no, B&B is too incestuous. No, they're step-siblings. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Tiggs, <laughs> you're like Stephanie right now when she finds out Brooks had another affair. No. <laughs> uh, like, no, get, get, 
get Tom some new coochie. Get home some new dangling. No. Good God. They pretty much are siblings. Their entire lives, their parents have been intertwined. No. Ew. No. <laughs> no. Ugh. And Hope did used to call her rich dad. People forget that, but she did. She did. Yes, she did. Uh, Even though she liked Nick better. <laughs> well, didn't we all? <laughs> oh, little curly hair. Oh, she was so cute. Oh, 2002 Hope. <laughs> oh, back when um, the show was stellar. Oh. But anyway, regardless of what's been said here, yes, congratulations to the bold and the beautiful on marking their 34th year on the air. Um, because despite what we say, in this era of soaps, when we only have four left, well, congratulations to mark another year on the air because that ain't easy. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's go to a uh, general hospital now. So GH released the new promo and Nina is going to stumble upon Sunny. So Rodrigo, I know you've been waiting oh, for this. Fine. Tell us about it, darling. Finally, this is what I've been waiting for. First of all, it took too long to get to this point. I already knew this is where they were going to go, that Nina was going to run into Mike, a.k.a. Sonny, and especially when she and she's not getting along with, she hates Carly and Jax at the moment. Carly, she feels Carly has wronged her, has betrayed the, the ultimate betrayal, not helping Nell, and she's basically thinking that Carly killed her daughter. Uh, so what's Nina going to do? She runs into Sunny, and all types of ideas are going up in her head. And the way Cynthia Watros played that reveal of Nina seeing Sunny alive and like the look in her face is like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, I hate this bitch Carly, but I, her husband's right in front of me and everyone thinks she's dead and I think he's dead. But like, I have to play it safe. So I'm going to ask him. And the way she like found out that he doesn't know his memory, he doesn't have his memories intact. And you can just see Nina is just like, oh, bitch, I could do some shit. But like at the end of today's episode, she called Carly up. But you know Carly, typical Carly, she going to scream at her like a banshee and she going to fuck shit up. And that's when Nina's going to be like, fuck this bitch. I got your husband down, and I cannot and wait to blame her because I can't wait. I I tweeted Nina should have a fucking mic baby. I don't care. Let Sunny have another baby. Where Nina comes back in the town, she has her miracle baby. I have your baby. I'm pregnant with your man, bitch. Nina's fifty five <laughs> years old. When they well, start, getting... Carly was fifty when she had that damn daughter. I know. So we can't go there. When the they show, start they getting 50-something-year-old women <laughs> pregnant on these shows, the shows go off the air. Another world, guiding light. <laughs> but I think how they should really play this, I think Nina should bring Sonny back to the town. But Sonny has, does not have his memory still. And he is so, he's like not wanting to believe he has his family. He doesn't know them. But he is, he falls for Nina. Like he... You know, that's the person that found him and like, you know, became his friend. And then like that just rev that just revs up the Nina versus Carly rivalry even further. 
because they now should definitely get married though oh my you know, god they sh- if gh really takes the time to tell this story nina and sunny need to be married because that would really stick it to carly and nina could get carly away from all of sunny and carly's assets and everything no, I'm excited about this part of it. I've been waiting for this part to come because I was too bored with Sonny, you know, trying to play Captain Save a Black People at the um, <laughs> at the bar. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not liking that angle. But when Nina came into that bar and wants to see Phyllis and she runs into Sonny and I'm just like, OK, now we have a ball game. Now the games can begin and we can get this going because I can see this going where Nina just keeps his secret at least until May sweeps June. She can keep this going at least in the summertime and then the shit just explodes. So I'm looking forward to this. Definitely. Alan, what about you? Are you looking forward to this as much as Rodrigo? Yes, because it's a perfect come up. It's for like bitch Carly. She fucking causes problems when there should be none. If she just would have been honest from the first place, there would be no problem here. Neither probably bonding with Wiley in a healthy way. It would be fine. But no, she had to lie about everything because she's an idiot and just creates problems for herself when there should be none. I cannot wait until Nina sits on Sonny's face. Do it for us, Nina. Uh, Why are you always... Why you always bring up face sit now? Face <laughs> is America's favorite pastime. My God. Um, Tiggs, let's go to you. What do you think about Nina stumbling upon Sonny? Oh, I'm all for it because I'm about to say this month, so I wanted to low key be nailed. But hey, Nina's the next best thing. I want her to fuck Carly up. I love Laura Wright. But the writing has been atrocious for that it's character. Overkill. For last, it, it, it's been atrocious for that character for the last decade. I am yeah. so sick of it. I, I get it. She's the female leader of the show, but she is not the matriarch of the show. She is not the heroine of the show. Carly is a fucking gutter snipe. That's what well, she you is. can write. You can write her as the female lead of the show without her having to be the matriarch. You know, female lead doesn't automatically equal matriarch. Reva Shane Lewis would be damned if she was a fucking matriarch. Reva was the lead in dancing on tables, driving her cars off a bridge. yeah, I'm not being saying they, they write her as matronly or anything like that. It's just I that, think they do. You know, she's a, she's the top bitch of the show. So it's just I, I I'm it's just it's overkill the next nine days carly is going to be on the air for the next nine days in a row of airtime why why lord right you get your paycheck girl we didn't ask frank we didn't ask for this we did not ask for this i and i love laura Wright too i love her the bits but i can't i mm, today's episode though Restore my faith that characters can get back at Carly because the way Ava won in on Carly today and then take no shit from this bitch and call out her name. And, ooh, that was the first time they ever let Ava win a fight against Carly. And I was like, okay, somebody in that writing room was probably like, oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's too just, much. It's, it's too much. Sense. Yes, it's common sense and it's just right. Like, 
people who I have watched this show for 25 years since the minute that trifling bitch set her foot in that damn town. Caroline and, did. And, it's just, and it was the most entertaining when people were able to call Carly out on her shit. Her yes. own uncle threatened to kill her. Luke threatened to kill her. You fuck with Barbara Jane, bitch, I'll kill you. And he Bobby did not let her get away. I will never forget <laughs> like, when Bobby busted in on Tony and Carly sleeping together. And Bobby was not, like, oh, she sure did enough for you. And not Bobby. Bobby used to like, Bobby used to be like, Carly, your your plan that's stupid. Carly, like, no, I'm not, I don't I don't agree with this. Now Bobby going along with her dumbass plan with the kidnapping with Florence and all that shit. Bobby would never have gone along with that. But the, shit. The, the, like, the, character, that, the character has regressed. Like, this is a 50-year-old woman with a newborn and a grandbaby. And a Still business. Like She's a business She's a business owner. She is a mother. She is a grandmother. She is in a marriage grieving the husband she thinks is dead. I mean, there are so many layers to Carly that they aren't even exploring. You know, it, Rachel, you know, on Another World, Victoria Wyndham was the super bitch of that show and eventually grew into a businesswoman with a British accent and having babies at 70. And, you know, Rachel was on like every damn day and, you know, she was running the show on Another World. But even with that, the character of Rachel still had consequences. You know, there were times when Alice got back at her for all the shit she pulled with Steve. And there were times when Ada slapped the shit out of her. And when Iris came in, oh, hell no, I was Iris was not going to let her have her daddy. And so, I mean, Carly needs to be written like Rachel Corey, in my opinion. She can be on every day. That's fine. Tiggs, like you said, we get that she's the female lead of the show. But there also needs to be balance in storytelling. You know, yeah. there needs to be realism in storytelling. Characters deserve to have reactions after all the shit Carly has pulled for almost 30 years. Yeah, because it's like the, the the fact that she and Sonny can walk into Monica's house, the house that oh. Alan gave her, and Stephen Granville Michael, knowing what they did to AJ is yeah. bullshit. The only, like, it's like there are only two characters that can always hate something, no, three. Matt, Tracy, and Scott. Everybody else got to find good things about him. And, and you know what, Ad? Adding Edward shit. from the grave. Okay. Because <laughs> look, if Edward Edward's ghost would haunt the shit out of Sonny. <laughs> oh my God. I, I just, the, like... the, the, the scenes today where Ava told Carly, we all know you pull strings when it comes to Michael and Wiley. You pull all the strings. And then Carly was Ava was schooling Carly about the law, New York laws when it comes to grandparents' rights. And she said, Nina's gonna, she, you're lucky I didn't tell Nina to go for custody. And you know, Carly's like, when, since when did you become a lawyer? Bitch, Ava can read, can't she? She can, <laughs> like, like dialogue like that. Yeah, like, it's like, it just, what? With characters like Carly. Which Ava should have said that. She said, bitch, I can read. <laughs> it's just like, she, she just goes in and just, She's just this overbearing one. She she becomes overbearing in one note. You got Too her barging into Elizabeth's house right after she, 
hours after she's buried her husband barking at her about fucking Jason. And then she got barking at Diane, trying to tell Diane how to do her motherfucking job. If I was Jordan, I would have threw that bitch in the cell for contempt. I would have found a way to charge a bitch for contempt. Couldn't uh, even uh, leave Liz alone to grieve like, her husband. Oh. Like, no one slaps Carly. No one slaps her. She's Elizabeth should have slapped everyone and no one slaps her. Yeah, Elizabeth they should have Elizabeth out of anger. She should have been like, bitch, get out of my fucking house. Like, this is not the time. The same way you were screaming at Nina for going to Sonny's grave, interrupting that, you interrupted yes. that grieving process. Elizabeth has like so much to worry. Elizabeth has her children to worry about. She is trying to grieve the death of her husband. And oh, literally, God. Carly barges into that house, brushes past Elizabeth in her own house. Oh, that was so irritating. Right, like, and, and then, and my whole thing with the character of Michael, like, when is this character going to grow up? When the baby switch was revealed last year, that was Laura Wright's Emmy reel. It, like, he just sat there like a little bitch while his mother stole the show. He's a punk bitch. Why would any woman want Michael? Why? I don't. The character is pathetic. Like, Carly's always making decisions for him, or he's always going to Jason or even Sonny for advice. The fucker can't think for himself. Then he does stupid shit. Like, man, like he, he wants to beat his ass yesterday because all Valentine said was, I will give your family control of the company if you even go to therapy with Nina. So supervise this. I'm not going to use my son. Why the fuck not? Your mama been using your stupid ass since 1997 and still doing it, dummy. So I'm just like, you don't act like a quarterback or a corinthos. You act like a fucking wuss. I mean, Sonny's a punk bitch when he want to be, but damn, Sonny would have used that baby to get the company back. He would have did that shit. Like yeah, Michael's the whole reason Carly has money. That's the whole reason she's rich. It's Michael. Exactly. Right. Uh, Alan, fucking preach because that's the truth. <laughs> Michael is the only reason to this day that Carly is where she is at because Carly so smartly used that baby against that family and against AJ. And, you know, the scene that really <laughs> brought that history in for me was when AJ came back from the dead and Carly was like, oh, I'm calling the police. You're not getting away with this. And Monica slapped the shit out of her. And we are not getting those moments anymore. You know, somebody really needs to just pop Carly in the mouth, whether it is Bobby, because, you know, Bobby is like Carly's conscience nowadays. And when Carly is acting out, Bobby is always there to be a mother to her and say, shut the fuck up. And it needs, somebody just needs to bop her and carry on with this damn shit. I would want a whole week of people slapping Carly. Yeah, like Teresa did on Passions. <laughs> Remember when it, Teresa well, lined up the Crane family? <laughs> well, I want to give a, I want to give a special shout out. I mean, we were supposed to talk about it last week, but I want to shout out Rebecca Herbs and William Lipton for the last couple work. of weeks. Yeah. Those, those two together, I think Franco's death is bringing out what we really want to see is Elizabeth with her kids. Elizabeth her running her own family again. And the chemistry between Rebecca and William 
Cameron finding out about Franco dying and his reactions to mm-hmm. Elizabeth trying to hold the family together. The scenes where he was right there next to Franco at the oh, oh at the morgue, the morgue yes. scene, and like, I was oh my like, God. Oh, it's my heart Kane's out. in today's episode. He sang this great song today. Uh, just. <sighs> It's just yeah. amazing work. Like, and this doesn't say this doesn't get said enough. Rebecca Hurst, I've always said, is the unsung hero of General Hospital because she does not get the credit she deserves. She this is lady, honestly. She has done this show say, almost twenty five years. Twenty five years she has done this show. She's the true heart of that show. Very she much. She's a she's a Jesse. She's a Jesse Brewer. Um, yeah, the show she's like the Audrey Party. Yes. I mean, she is truly, you know, and I used to think it was Robin for a long time because, you know, we saw Robin grow up. But now that Robin's not there, it's it's Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth, Elizabeth. the heart of mm-hmm. that show. She is, uh, I'm sorry, I know Carly is on nine consecutive episodes, but Liz, the Elizabeth Imogene Weber is General Hospital. And it's more popular than Carly. I said it. Oh, way more oh, popular. Yeah. Way so, more popular. And that's the whole thing. It's all about checks and balances. Yeah. If Carly was this horrible all the time like she is and getting cussed out back and getting the shit smacked out of her like, yes. like 15 years ago, it would be fine. But nobody gets to do anything to Carly. That's what makes it annoying. Even characters who like Carly would be like, okay, I like Carly, but they should have beat her ass. Uh-uh. She it's just can't like, be like, untouchable. No. Right. Yeah, like, it's, just, you, it's not fun. Like, Laura White's first five years yeah. on the show were great. Yes. Like, but, but up until the minute her and Jax got divorced, that's when shit went downhill. Remember when people used to be able to slap the shit out of Carly? Yeah. Oh, and Carly. Look at those old clips. Yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth was never scared of no damn Carly. Never. You go back to the tape. Sarah, oh go back God. to the Sarah never. Brown Carly episode when Carly used to get in Elizabeth's face. You stay away from Jason. Elizabeth would be like, I'm not staying away from no Tam's in the elevator. Yeah. Tam's in the elevator. I doubt that makes a difference to Sonny in the dark. I mean, right. Carly is just, I get, you know, sometimes why they do this. But then other times I'm scratching my head, you know, when characters in the history of soaps, you know, if we look at the big pictures, when characters like Carly come along the way she's being written now, we're usually headed towards a murder mystery or somebody getting popped. And maybe that needs to happen. Maybe Carly needs to get shot and it'd be a mystery. it's one of the unlikable and suffers all about no consequences. It's so frustrating to watch. Yeah, it's one, one of the biggest parts of the show. We Especially when the show is getting like so that. better. Especially when the show is getting better. And this is like the brown spot on the show. It's the shit stain of the show is Carly. It's literally the obvious. Yeah. Because we 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 love characters like this. Like, you know, yes. you know, her, she's the same archetype as Phyllis Romilani as Sammy Brady. But the difference is every motherfucking chance people get, they get to throw all the Sammy shit in her face. Sammy's in jail right now for confessing to shooting Charlie. Well, not confessing, but you know what I mean, because the gunshot residue, all the evidence they have, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I was watching those episodes of when Belle was like, Sammy, if you lie to me again, I'm done. 
And that right there is history. Sammy was held accountable for lying to Belle, her own sister. And, you know, Phyllis was always held accountable. You know, it would take a little bit long for Phyllis to be held accountable, but eventually she was going to lose a job at Chabot or lose Nick or lose Jack or be thrown out on her ass or... Um, you know, Diane was going to frame her for burning down a pool house or something. But Carly is never held accountable. And it's so annoying because you've got to, why are they writing her like Maria Bell used to write Victor on YNR? You know what I mean? Where they could do all this shit and never be held accountable. It's damaging to the fabric of soap opera storytelling. It It is. It is. That's why I said the best thing Chuck Pratt ever did at that show was he let Victor's ass run in jail for six months. For For six months, yes. And and I'm just like, like I said, yeah, it needs to be checks and balances. For all the people who love Carly, there's a good portion of people who don't like that bitch. And for the people who don't like Carly, give them a reason to tune in. When Ava was yelling for no reason. Oh, for real? Let me watch that. We need okay Ferncliff moments every damn day if Carly's going to be on every damn day. Then, yeah. If you give a character consequences, guess what? We'll let you have that one moment where they win. You know what I mean? We'll let you have the moment where they get to glow and not be slapped for it as long as you show us consequences. If you show me eight months of consequences, then... Months nine through twelve, sure, I'll let you have Carly be the Carly you want her to be. But, but it's a sad day. It's a sad day when you had a day player like that damn Mary Pat torturing Carly, and we like shit. Can she get on contract? Shit, honey, I was happy when that lady won the Emmy. Mary Pat Stan here. I love, love Mary, Mary Pat. Pat. Oh Shout out for Mary Pat and the headless uh, <laughs> doctor, the headless nurse. Um. Anyway. Let's move on to Days of Our Lives. Um, So congratulations to the writing team of Days of Our Lives for winning the most recent Writers Guild Award for Outstanding Daily Drama. Um, They beat out General Hospital. Um, (laughs) Any thoughts on that, Rodrigo? Um, Congratulations, Ron. Um, I know he has submitted you know, a couple of good episodes for the writing involving Adrian's death um, and the fallout and of that. The time jump, right? And the time jump, yeah. So, it's, I mean, we're good choices. Um, I mean, it was only between him and GH. So there was, you know, it was just two. I mean, <laughs> congratulations, Ron, on your WGA win. And I'm pretty um, sure this was the easiest year. That I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not really mad at it. Uh, just because of the submissions, I thought those episodes they submitted were the strongest of that year, last year. Well, yeah, so. and if I'm not wrong, you know, a lot of fans were like, "Oh, those were bad <laughs> episodes to submit." But the WGA sometimes people get confused. They do it differently. They are actually looking at that script. They're not doing what the daytime Emmys do. You know what I mean? Where they look at the actual episode. They're looking at that actual script. So 
And I love that they do that for that award because you really get to see how that script flows from act one to act six. So I felt, Rodrigo, do you know what GH submitted? Oh, if I'm not mistaken, they might have maybe submitted some of Mike's, the Mike, the Alzheimer's stuff. Okay. Um, they so, could have maybe, in my opinion, if that's what they submitted, they should have maybe went, no, wait, was that last year? Now I'm getting confused. The floating rib, did that explode last year? That was the end of last year. Oh, so they might have missed the cutoff on that. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I believe because I was like, oh, they could have submitted like the fallout from that. But... No, I'm pretty sure they, that's why Days won because Days was the best show before COVID. That's why they won. Days was G- the only G- show. I know I'm just saying GH was shit before COVID. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we know why and didn't have a damn thing. They probably just, it probably would just like Mark Grossman walk around the set butt ass naked. Look, oh, uh, Josh Griffith cool. would try and slip one of their classic episode scripts and they're like, oh no, this episode of Tracy on the Diet Pills, yeah, this aired last year. Uh, <laughs> sneak it in. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to the writing team of Days. Um, now let's talk about some more good news. Heather Lindell is coming back as Jan Spears uh, the week of March 29th. So, you know, they're putting her back in rotation. I'm very excited for this. Alan, what do you think of Miss Jan Spears coming on back? I'm so excited. I hope she just terrorizes them all. Put Sean in a cage again. I love it. Jan is one of the best psychos ever be on that show. I just I agree. I agree. Amen. (laughs) That this, like I said on Twitter, she needs to be the homicidal maniac, not Kristen. I want Kristen as a scheming bitch, but Stacey Hyduke is too good for this ham scram bullshit with masks and all that. No, I want her dialed back. She has that baby now. I need her to be viable. Save that shit for Jan Spears. Let her put people in cages and, and all that shit. I don't want Kristen doing that no more. And at this point, she's in the middle ground with Kristen. She doesn't need yeah, to, she can't be so nice that she's like, oh, I'm praying for you. Fuck that. No. Yeah, she, she doesn't need to ground. be hugging. She doesn't need to be hugging Marlena because I, when they hugged, I was like, Marlena, aren't you worried about Kristen stabbing you in the back? Yeah. Literally? With, I mean, they need to like have a real moment where, where Marlena just tells her to her face, look, I only put up with you because of Brady and that damn baby. Don't get cute, bitch. <laughs> you know, something exactly. like that. Like, then, get cute, and I swear to God, the devil will come up out of my soul again and tear your clothes off like I did in 1995. <laughs> and they just... Uh, I, like, and then with Sarah being written out, I'm like, oh, so... Which sucks. I was thinking that you know, she wasn't going to rap until next month, but obviously Lindsay probably rap right after the holidays because yeah. King Corder going to play that shit. I think Dave is already two and a half months in advance again. Um, so obviously Kristen is going to get away with breaking her and Xander up, and she probably going to ship Sarah off somewhere to the end of the summer. And if Lindsay Godfrey don't get snatched up by another soap again, we'll get Sarah back. And by that time, I'm sure Xander been a screw Gwen and got her pregnant or some shit like that, so Sarah can come <laughs> back. It's just, it's just shit like that. Like, I, no, quit having Kristen rape people. Quit having Kristen wear masks and shit. And all this, it's, it's, it's repetitive and it's whack. Nobody, don't, it, yeah, Stacey Hadouk is amazing. She does 
the damn thing. But because you do believe that Kristen believes that what she doing gonna work, and we know it ain't, but she believes it's gonna work. Like she told Sarah the other day, she basically just like, "Oh, Brady, stupid! I fucked him. That's Nicole, and he just still didn't know." Yeah, can you right. believe I went from six <laughs> foot two to so. four foot five? Like, sure. I will you know, say though, I'm I'm just gonna say it. If the mask and the raping and all of that is the best they can come up with for the Kristen character, then put her out of rotation for right now. You know, rest her for six to eight months because, you know, I, Stacey Hyduke, of course, one, why she does not have an Emmy for playing Kristen yet, I don't understand. But two, you know, it's not worth my time as a viewer to see her trot out another mask. I'm like, oh yeah, my God. Like, the Nicole mask thing, I actually loved that story. I thought that was so too. wacky. Ariane gave it her all up against Stacey. Yeah, that, no. I mean, yeah. That, that's because you, that's mm-mm. because she was no, I liked it because she wasn't playing Kristen. Exactly. You know, she so, was but, and you could tell Ariane had so much fun. She and, did, and, yes. You know, Pointing that, that, that gun. And- no, you ain't going to tell me that tall ass Stacey Hyduke and little ass Lindsay Godfrey. Exactly. When, when Stacey puts on that damn mask and Kristen puts on the Sarah mask, she just reverts right to the same size and shape as Sarah. At least with Nicole and Kristen, it was kind of believable because they were Ariane and Stacey are both tall. And you believe yeah, it made sense. It made sense. This and the Sarah shit does not make any sense. No, I don't know where this is coming from. Ron, you and these fucking masks need to ret- retire the fucking mask. After this, no more masks, please. No more masks. It's it, it just, I know it's in Daisy's history with Matt. It didn't start with Ron, believe it or not. Oh, no, I mean, it goes yeah. back to it when Andre, back to yeah. and Roman. Andre was pretended to be Roman. Yes, and all mm. that stuff. It, it, but but I'm just like, I, I just, I can't deal with the mask stuff. I don't know yeah. where this is going. Retire the mask and retire killing off Horton. It would make more sense if, if Kristen would have hired a prostitute and just put that Sarah mask on her. Then it would have made sense. Yeah, because as much as you love yeah, Brady, she you, you, willing, you willing to fuck Rex to prove a point? Like what? You're, you're willing to listen to Kyle Lauder's voice? Oh. I'm sorry. And like my whole life is stupid. No, like I said before, Kristen needs to be. She she like they could have did something where she got an instant appeal or something like that. Because you need to tell me with all the mayor money and power, she couldn't have got away with stabbing Victor's motherfucking ass. Bullshit, bullshit. Especially after him and Xander didn't serve any jail time for that baby switch. You mean to tell me a good lawyer worth any penny? Couldn't have got that girl off on probation. Tell you, I was cracking up in those scenes with Sarah and Kristen, where Kristen was going to send the breakup text to Xander. (laughs) And I mean, it was just so ridiculous. And Kristen was like, well, why did you get back with him anyway? After what he did to me and us. And, you know, also, I don't understand why Sarah also put herself in this situation because Kristen said, Kristen gave her the opportunity to go away, which I was really shocked about. I'm like, Kristen, she knows your identity now. You're not Susan. You've been pretending to be Susan. And even Kristen was still like, look, after all the shit that happened with Rachel, I'll give you the opportunity to leave. 
I'm like, Sarah, why didn't you take that opportunity? Because I would have been, I would have been lying like motherfucker, like, oh, you know, I can't stay in that bitch close neither. So if you need me to help exactly. you, girl, I will. And I would have been like, oh, you know what, Kristen, uh, that black wig actually does look quite good on you. Okay. I mean, I just, I don't know. So Sarah just went along with it. It's, uh. Yeah, yeah I'm like, like just- they should have never written that in because that's what's made this whole story truly dumb. Is are you telling me that if, a killer and a rapist gave you the opportunity to look the other way and you were set free and she won't do anything to you that you wouldn't take that opportunity and just tell somebody privately, you know, Sarah could have gone home and said, look, Brady, I need you to believe me. It's her. And then the police could have come arrested Kristen. It would all been done and they wouldn't have to waste my time. Well, no, but like I said, it's all about the execution with Ron's story. They had to get Sarah off the canvas for a little while, so they came up with this stupid shit. The That's best what I always say. It's the execution of the story. And I'm tired of all this weaving and, and, and guest spots and all that shit. No, Sarah's popular. Her and Xander are popular. You keep her on the fucking canvas, stupid. Can't we Anybody just got see 40? To be Can't we just see 40 minutes? Oh like, I just want to see 40 like, minutes of Paulina, Alani, uh, Zara, and special guest star Katie McClain. <laughs> That's all I want to see on this stage. Oh, show. yeah. It's not that hard. Jack A. Jack A. She's breathed new life into the show. When they let her on screen. When they let her in. When they let her in. We've seen Paulina three times. I, I was man, Paulina, for letting them ha- let Paulina tell Abe that your town don't have no black businesses. There ain't no black people in this town like that. It's, it's not you are not doing. And then the for whole John Black thing. Oh my God, the John the basic Black sealed the deal for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, and when she her, told Julie, uh uh-uh, you don't never touch a black touch a woman's hair. Woman's hair. I loved it. And, and I'm excited for Precious Lady to debut and come on and let be like, just be black. Yes. Like, and it seems like, like, and it she seems like, her daughter, like, look, uh-uh, I'm rich. I'm rich. You need a job. You need, you need a job. <laughs> and it seems like the daughter is going to be a great troublemaker. Like, she seems like she's going to be like, she's going to be fun. Fun to watch. Like, I'm, oh. And I can Play already ground. tell that Precious Way girl can act. I can already tell. All they need is the taste still has so black writers. They yeah. don't. Zero black writers. Oh, of course. Oh, please. I'm pretty sure Jack A over there and living like a motherfucker, please. Oh, you but know, no, yeah, you know they're it. not writing in when she said, let me kick off these Tina Turners. You know they're not writing. Uh, okay. And then <laughs> please. Jack A was gonna teach her. <laughs> 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 Look, girl, let me highlight you real quick. I just uh I I want more Jacque and I want more Alani and no more mask. And, you know, overall, and I even tweeted this out when I was watching. Um, yeah, I watched the March 16th episode of Days Today. And I tweeted out, you know, even with its ups and downs, the show is consistently what a soap opera, like what you expect a soap opera to be. It, it just needs to fix very minor things before they get too out of hand. Um, but overall, I'm enjoying the show. It's mainly the execution. If yeah, a little just, bit of execution. Yeah, if they yeah. would just let if they would let Ryan Kwan help with the execution, if they was just like, okay, Ron, I know you want John Black to walk on Neptune, but how about we do it like this so it can remotely make sense? 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, shit like that. And they got a whole bunch of veteran writers on that team. You got Lorraine Broderick, the Cullertons, and like all of them like they could like somebody should be able to be like, mm, I wouldn't go this direction. I mean you can you can mix the the hilarity with some good drama and some seriousness and balance that all out. And like yeah. days would be just would be that perfect show. They just knew how to balance this shit better. Like it's just uh, I don't know. There's some days Shout I'm just out. like I don't like the whole, the one thing I don't like about Days is how every episode is really segregated into one storyline. Like, so for example, okay, so Monday we'll be doing the Charlie stuff. Tuesday we'll be doing the Ben and Sierra stuff. Uh, Wednesday we'll be doing the Paulina stuff. Then Thursday it's going to be back to Charlie. I don't like that. Yes, every episode does need a theme, even when you're in daytime, but when you're writing for this many characters, you need two themes of an episode is okay. Like, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? You need to show- I think it might be constant of COVID low because so many actors on set for storyline. Yeah. That's probably mm-hmm. it. It could be, but even GH said, look, what's COVID? What, what, what's that? Um, but yeah, anyway, the show, uh, just a little bit on the execution side and they'll be great. Um, yeah, because uh, ooh, child. <laughs> With that being said, Tiggs, where can our listeners find you on the Twitter? The best, God damn it, Ben, <laughs> ben Master Part Two. Jesus, I knew I you were gonna fucking say, Lord uh, Charity Rainbow. Shout, shout out to the shout out to the Demera Living Room being back. I'm so happy to see that damn set. I was so sick of that small great. ass. That small ass little study yeah. And it totally mm-hmm. looks like some shit Gabby decorated. That's what I like about it too. It is her house. That like some shit Gabby came up with. It's a great set though. It truly Yeah, is. to me, if anybody gotta have a, a nice size little room in that town, it needs to be the Demaris, the Curiocuses, and the Hordes. The Brady's child the pub, they live in room. But yeah, <laughs> like you know. So and I, I'm gonna just say it to me. <laughs> days and when i say this just hold on days no longer has the worst sets and i say that because no nope. at least there's variation yep. people that don't live in a hotel like on y&r there is still hospitals and they're in a full hospital there is mansions that actually do look like mansions y&r i'm tired of you showing the three damn sets and that's well, broke as hell. Yeah. Which I'm like, come on now. You got two million more viewers than the days of our lives, and you can't pull out any more money. Um, like, yeah, like Super so Dodge just, just had a um a an article talking about some how much would it cost to live like a wine our character. I said Devon the billionaire and he 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 lives like he made eighty thousand dollars a year. What the hell Devon eating Stouffer's lasagna? <laughs> I'm just Literally. like, I'm like, no. Now, if you want to go back to 1991 in this motherfucker, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> where, where Bill Bell wanted real champagne and fresh cut flowers, motherfucker, and real chinchilla bitch, then we can talk. This shit, child. I wouldn't pay to live in Genoa City nowadays. Okay. It is starting to look like the real Genoa City, Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Like, like Ellen Wilmer's Guiding Light. Uh, only love can save the world. It, 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 
the beacon. Every time I see Victoria's house, I think about Harley's house. Hmm. Harley, um, Harley paying bills and she ain't got knocked up with every rich motherfucker. Harley paid, yeah. Paying bills. You, you, you gave birth to a Harley, a Lewis, and a Bauer. And bitch, you worried about your life bill. I'm kind of coupons. Or about your gas bill. Um, All that rich jizz. <laughs> rich, oh my God. Um, Alan, where can they find you on Twitter? You find me Alan Sarappa. And my columnist is going to be best current soap characters. 10 top 10 best soap, current soap characters. Yeah. I like that. I will definitely be reading that. Um, and then Rodrigo, where can they find you? You can find me on that bird app at Rodrigo's World 81. And you can find me at KCS Hutch. You can also find our show on Twitter as well at the chat underscore podcast. Um, before we go real quick, I do want to give a shout out to our co-host uh, Didi. Um, Didi made an announcement on Twitter as to why she has been absent from a lot of stuff. Our prayers are with her. Um, our good vibes are with her. We certainly love her. Um, she'll be back one day soon, but for right now, you know, she just needs to have her time and that's okay. So D, we love you. Um, and if you need anything, you know, we're always here for you. You're for love you, Dee. We love, we love you, Dee. Love you, boo. <laughs> All righty. And thank you for always listening to the chat. And we'll see everybody next week. Thank you.